You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, my name is Meredith. And my name is Dustin. And we're the host of... The Alexander Standard. Katie and Nathan wanted us to make an announcement before this episode begins. In a world of podcasts... This one contains a lot of adult language, so if that's not your cup of tea, then you might want to get the fudge out. But if you're okay with strong language, and you love learning about badass women in history, then you'll love this episode of Queen's Podcast. But after you're done, check out our podcast. The Alexander Standard. That's better. Inspired by Rex Factor Podcast, we rank all the successors of Alexander the Great. From Perdiccas to Cleopatra the Seventh, so please come check out our show, The Alexander Standard. But first, on with today's episode of Queen's Podcast. Cheers, bitches! Hi, this is Katie, and this is Nathan, and you're listening to Queen's Podcast, the show about badass women in history. <laughs> Hey, Nathan. Hey, Katie. How you doing? Gerd, gerd, gerd. Gerd. <laughs> so today we are here to wrap up our Agrippina's stories. Yeah, um, she didn't get a part one or, or part two. She got a part three. Anne Boleyn is our only other queen that got a part three, which is fitting because we are recording today on May 19th, which is the anniversary of Anne Boleyn's execution. Cheers, Anne Boleyn. So, you dead girl. Love ya. Girl, we have been, you've been gone for so long. You were the scandal of Christendom and people still can't quit talking about you. Right. So, How many years ago was that? 480, I don't know. She's I made never a been good post. at math. No. Unless, unless something's on sale and then I know 20% off like that. <laughs> Truth. Thanks for listening to us uh, bitch about people in history. Yeah! And get drunk! So today... Speaking of drunk, what are we drinking, Nathan? Yeah, today <laughs> we're taking it easy. I mean, we're doing a riff on what we've been doing for Agrippina, which is a spritzer. Mm-hmm. And so today we're just going to do some blueberry vodka with some berry LaCroix, and it's refreshing and delicious. Really, what it came down to is I had a really rough week, and um, today's going to be emotional for me. One, because we're ending Agrippina, and I hate how her life ended. Spoiler alert. Um, two, it is Amberlynn's execution day, which I do always get a little bit emotional about. And three, it is the last episode of Game of Thrones. Uh. So by the time y'all are listening to this, we if you watch it, because you're part of the human race, um, <laughs> you already know what happened. We are just... Three hours away. No, two hours and 46 minutes away. I can't even handle this shit. Ah! Yeah, I'm trying not to drink as much lately because today I knew it was going to be the only day I drank uh, for a couple weeks and I was just like, girl, vodka. <laughs> I need vodka now. I need vodka in my belly. Yeah! So that's what we're drinking. 
So where do we leave off with Agrippina? It's the year 54 AD, and Claudius is dead. Her uncle. Killed. Probably poisoned by Agrippina with a poisonous bar feather. Uh, Agrippina's son, Nero, was co-heir, along with his stepbrother slash first cousin once removed, Britannicus. So Nero is the older of the two, mm-hmm. and he's the direct descendant of Augustus. So let's get this bitch crowned. Let's get this bitch crowned. Agrippina immediately takes him to the Praetorian Guard. And she's like, hey, Praetorian Guard, y'all love me, and right? And they were like, right. <laughs> because, like, she had always made sure that the military and the troops and the guard were, like, super taken care of. Like, that was, like, her soft spot. And so they had a soft spot back for her. And she was like, I've always been fair to you guys, right? Right. And she was like, I need y'all to do me a solid and throw your full weight of support behind my son Nero to be the next emperor even though he's only, like, 16. Guys, look at me. Look at me. Look, look, look. Have I, have I ever done you wrong? Have I ever done you wrong? And they were like, no, 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 girl. You have never done us wrong. And so the Praetorian Guard was like, all right, we want, we want this Nero kid as our next emperor. And the Senate actually approved this because Praetorian Guards just go, oh, oh. They have weapons. Yeah. The so Praetor- let's side with The Praetorians guard's like, oh, we got all the swords and the spears and the weapons, so, so you're going to crown our dude, right? And so it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what we're going to do. And so Nero is now the youngest emperor in Roman history. But really, Agrippina, uh, she's, she's kind of the power behind the force. She's going to be the force. Yeah, absolutely. Did you think for a second that she wasn't going to be? No. <laughs> no. Hell no. Did you think for a second she was going to be like, all right, y'all got this. And I mean, but for real, he's like sweet 16, barely able to drive his chariot. <laughs> Just got his chariot license. <laughs> A few months ago. <laughs> so, he can't run fucking Rome. Yeah. There's and no way. Agrippina knows how to play the game of ruling. She knows how to shake hands with the right people and get people on your side. So, first things first, we need to clean some fucking house again. Again. <laughs> to, to explain everyone that Agrippina had cleaned out, we would have to introduce a bunch of new characters. I don't, I don't feel like introducing people just to it's kill just them off. Too many names. Too many no, names. No, they're all the same name. Actually. <laughs> it's just a bunch of Julia's and Lepida's and Claudius and, you know. Olivia's. Like, yeah. So, um, she, she had some first cousins, some supporters of Britannicus, just yeah. a few people. Primarily Exiled. the supporters of Britannicus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they, they had to go. And then, okay, good. Now that that's done, let's throw Claudius a fabulous funeral. So Claudius, I mean, obviously people can't stop talking about him getting killed. Yeah. And they deify him. So he is Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Roman Jesus. I don't know that the Romans used that term too soon. Literally. Hashtag too soon. Literally too soon. Um, But he was deified, so he is now a god. And Agrippina is named a high priestess in the cult of Claudius, because that's what it was when a living person was deified. They didn't call them, like, their churches. They called them their cults. Yeah. So the cult of Claudius and Agrippina is now the high priestess. So that's pretty cool. Now she's she's basically a living deity herself as Augusta, and now she's also a high priestess. So. And guess who gives a eulogy to Claudius? 
Um, Nero. Oh, of course. Little baby Nero. Okay, so that's done. Let's get the empire running. Who run the empire? Agrippina and Nero. It doesn't really. That's, it doesn't really flow. Beats, it doesn't really flow. Too many syllables. Too many Jay-Z syllables. Jay Z would not approve. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so let's introduce a new character now. Okay. So Seneca. A, a few years ago, Agrippina hired this guy Seneca to be Nero's tutor, mm-hmm. and. This was doing this dude, Seneca, a major solid. A major like, favor. you are now the tutor to the future emperor. And because not long before that, Seneca had been living off in exile on an island, waiting to get starved to death, as you do on your exile islands. And <laughs> while he was exiled, because he was actually exiled... For remember when everybody was getting in trouble for adultery? Yeah, it was said he had an affair with you. Remember um, Agrippina's other sister, not Drusilla, not the one that Caligula was Olivia obsessed Drusilla. with. Uh, was it Liv- Was it Livia? Anyway, it's probably Livia. Yeah, <laughs> let's take a shot in the dark. I think it was Livia, but everybody's fucking Livia. But no, um, they were supposedly her little sister. And Seneca were supposedly having an affair. So they were cast off to Starvation Island uh, together. And while Seneca was there, he started just writing. Like, he just got the writing bug. And he wrote these amazing pieces. So that's why when Agrippina came to power, she was like, I want that guy to be my son's tutor. So not only was she doing this guy a major favor and putting him like front and center in court, yeah. She also like did a huge rehab on his reputation, you know, cuz he was a bad guy, you know, yeah. been all fun. So yeah. And then him and uh Nero, Seneca Nero actually became really close during Aggie's time. Yeah. So he should have been forever in her debt. Now, just the foreshadowing shadowing there with the shoulda been. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. But we'll get to that <laughs> so later. So Nero had no real interest in ruling. Mm-mm. He was primarily just a, a theater music poetry he type was, of guy. He was such a theater nerd. Yeah. he what, We would have probably hung out with him in high school. But I mean, you know? to rule Rome... Maybe you shouldn't be a theater nerd. <laughs> or like, keep that shit on the DL. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was not keeping that shit on the DL. Um, but like Agrippina's like, that's fine. Like, he's too young to rule anyway. Let's just make sure he's got a good tutor. Make sure he's got some good advisors. And I'm happy to run this shit in the meantime. But the main thing that everyone was happy about was it was a peaceful transition of power. Yeah, finally. Cause, <laughs> yeah, because that wasn't... That hadn't been the case in a yeah. bit. Um, so yeah, everyone's like, cool. It's, it's been a peaceful transition of power. Seems like a bright kid. has got a good future ahead of him. You know, there was a little bit of grumbling about how much power Agrippina was going to have while he was still like But that she young. already had it before then. Yeah. So. But <laughs> on the grand scheme of things, people seemed pretty optimistic. So Agrippina starts to form Nero's cabinet, what mm-hmm. we would call. Um, so remember uh, Palace? Palace. Palace. Just yeah. straight palace. 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 But spelt like phallus. <laughs> so 
He's a freed man who had nominated her as the choice of wife for Claudius. Well, they kind of may have where he's doing. He's doing that thing where you make a hole with one hand and you point, you poke through it with your other finger. <laughs> they were boning. They were, and he's still doing it. And now I'm doing it. <laughs> and we're we're just and doing we're it. just we're just doing yeah, that finger hole. You know, it doesn't actually make that noise. <laughs> no, I wouldn't know, Katie. <laughs> Yeah, so they were they were still close friends, her and Palace. It's still, it's completely de- debatable if they were lovers or not. I have no idea. I did not go down that rabbit hole, but it kind of doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it really um, doesn't. they were still close, and she makes him the chief secretary to the emperor. <laughs> nice. So, thanks, girl. Thanks. <laughs> uh, she makes sure this guy Burrus, who's the head of the Praetorian Guard, is 100% Team Aggie, and he is. He loves Agrippina. He just thinks she is so smart and so great for Rome, so that's good. And, you know, a lot of people interpret this as Agrippina, Agrippina making sure that she had a little bit of control over Nero by making sure that everybody in his cabinet was, like, in her back pocket. But, you know, they, that's how, like, the historians paint it as and, like, the sources describe it as, like, she was taking control. It's like, no, she was just putting people she trusted in power. She was doing what she's done that's for what, the last... Well, no, but that's what everybody does. Yeah. You put people you trust in power. Like, that's... That's part of the game. Yeah. I mean, that's still what, like, our presidents do, you know? They yep. put... The people they trust in their cabinet. Like, so, whatever. So, Agrippina's basically the queen mother. And that's not really a term that they used back then. But we're going to use it because everyone knows what it means. It's, it's just easy. easier. <laughs> easier for all of us. So, she's just making sure that nobody's going to brush her aside. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the stuff that, like, is mm-hmm. evident of how powerful she was. First coins of all. On, coins on coins on coins. Coins on coins. Making it rain. Even though that'd be like hail. Making it hail. <laughs> That's a that's a new term. Oh. Make it hail, bitch. Make it make it hail. A lot more dangerous than with the paper bills, though. Yeah, death. Yes. Um, so just like with Caligula and Claudius, she was on the coins. Um, she was on coins with Nero again, where they were both on the front. They deal, and they're facing like their noses are touching, and so that was highly symbolic of like. I'm running this shit. Like, we're equals. We're equals together. Yeah, absolutely. Side note, I think this is really interesting. I hadn't thought about this before. Um, the coins are so important because everyday farmer and shoemaker or what the fuck ever, they would kind of, like, hear the names of who the emperor and the empress and all that are. Um, but it's not a big factor of their life except for the, oh, that's the person they see on their money. So well, that's that really sense. kind of the only way they kept track of who the rulers were. It's like, oh, this guy's on my money today. So that's the ruler. Yes, he's ruling So wrong. that's why it's so important to notate who was on the coins because that's how everybody knew. That's how the people kept up with who was running the country before CNN. <laughs> they, contrary to popular belief, there was no television or television news in ancient Rome. Did I just blow your mind? <laughs> Did I just absolutely blow your mind? 
<laughs> anyway. So, <laughs> there was no CNN. None. And Agrippina. No MSNBC. No. No Fox News. <laughs> no News at 10. <laughs> no Evening News. <laughs> this is horrible. I know. I am not here for you this You just shit. had to look at your coins and go, I guess this is our king now. <laughs> right. I'll terrifying i know <laughs> so anyway. agrippina also set in on the senate so okay but not for real real she didn't she couldn't like have a seat next to him it because... was kind of like um 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 empress Wu, where yeah. you had to like be behind yeah. the curtain don't look at the man behind the curtain he's it's actually like, pulling the strings it's like the wizard of oz <laughs> yes like... except a woman should be ruling Oh, sorry. Ugh. Sorry. <laughs> um, so she, yeah, so she doesn't have a Y chromosome because a bag of dicks, a bag of dicks. So she can't sit in on the Senate for real, real. So yeah. She's behind this curtain. She's not allowed to speak or debate. But, but she if- can go <coughs> <laughs> when somebody says something she doesn't like. <laughs> or if someone says something she does like, she can go, hmm. You know, like behind the curtain. Yeah, and so everyone can know her feelings about it. Yeah, and then um, later at functions when men and women were allowed to, you know, intermingle, she'd approach the sinners and be like, "Hey, about that statement that I coughed and made a little thing." What about. I was trying to tell you is, don't do that, or I will poison you. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for coming to the party. It was so good seeing you. Love you, boo. Get a gift bag on your way out. <laughs> but really, but no, they yeah, yeah, really not really. Another perk was she got two bodyguards. Kind of like Whitney Houston. And yep. I will always love you. Exactly. Yes. Okay, yes. Exactly. Like Whitney Houston. On board. Um, so, Empress Whitney has two bodyguards. They were called Lictors at the time. Sounds kind of kinky. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Licking my Lictor. Look at my Lictor. I want to lick my Lictor. But no, they... Remember when she, like, had the rights of the Vestal Virgins yes. under... And so she had Lictors then as well. Um, so, that's kind of like a callback to the golden days of Caligula. Oh. Um, you know, the, those good four months. Um, <laughs> that was a good day. Uh, they even, there's this famous statue, like a sculpture, that was created in Turkey that, um, it was definitely made in her lifetime. And it's the picture in our show art. And I think it's really important to kind of show how regarded she was and how linked to Nero's rule she was. Yeah, because in the sculpture, she's literally placing a crown on Nero's head. And she's carrying a cornucopia, which was a sign of, um, like, a healthy harvest. So, a sign of plenty. Inheritance. Yeah, like, (laughs) it's saying that, like, look, I'm bringing about good things and crowning this man. And so it just shows that from day one... From all reaches of the Roman Empire, she was viewed as the the woman who brought the man to power. And this is super fucking important for now. It means that the people view Aggie as being solely responsible for putting her son in his current position. Exactly. So yeah, I think that's really cool and really interesting. And I really like that sculpture. So that's why I put it in the show art. Sometime around this time, Agrippina does write memoirs, which is crazy because women didn't 
write memoirs. It makes me so angry that they're lost. Like I know how uh, that would be like a gold mine. I know. I bet. I wonder if like after like a few generations later, maybe somebody found it and just because she's so shit on by historians of her time. Um, I wonder if they just like burned her memoirs because like Dracaris <sighs> and that's anyway. so such a shame because I would love to have I, that. I think history would view her so differently if we did but yep. or maybe not maybe her memoirs were like dear diary I'm going to kill everyone and sleep with everyone maybe <laughs> it's maybe it's a blessing that we yeah. don't have it yeah <laughs> um so there were rumors of incest and I don't buy it for a hot second. No, I, I mean, don't either. Yes, she married her uncle, um, but that was so she could get in power. So the rumors that she was sleeping with her son just doesn't really track for me because she didn't, like they say, that's how she like kept her influence over him. But I, a lot of men in history have been influenced by their mothers and they weren't, no one suggesting no that they were fucking their together. mothers. Like the first Henry Tudor, Henry VII was heavily influenced by his mother no one's suggesting that he slept slept with with his his mother mother. like it's just yeah so i don't i think hater's gonna hate 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 is that a taylor swift reference hater's gonna say you slept with your son but i mean for real though if agrippina was a man nobody would say that yeah he he slept with his mother or agrippina well like if let's say because, you know, there was a lot of homosexuality in the Roman times, too. But, like, if Nero was drawing a lot of support from his father, no one would be like, mm, they must oh, be fucking. sleeping together. You know, like, <laughs> no. It's just that she was a strong advisor and a strong influence on him. And people just want to. Misogyny! Okay? That's what yeah. it is. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> so, Nero falls in love. Ooh. And remember, Agrippina had gone to some pretty good lengths to secure that his marriage to his cousin slash stepsister, stepsister. thingy. Yeah. Claudia, <laughs> Octavia, just bra- just brainwash yourself into not thinking about it. Yeah, let's just call her Octavia um, because uh, there's just so many, so many names. And Octavia um, and Nero didn't really like each other. No, but Octavia was um, the daughter of Claudius. So, and she was viewed as just like this, like this pillar of what a Roman woman should be. She's noble. She is kind of like spoke when spoken to, well-educated, great upbringing, like as far as like nabbing a great wife, she had gotten him the best wife in the fucking empire. And now Nero has taken up with this new chick. And it's a bit like, it's a bit of a slap in the face to her. She's like, um, excuse me now. (laughs) Is that Becky with the good hair? Yeah. (laughs) Um, But no, like you were saying, Nero and I'm sorry, I went a bit off script just like because it pisses me off. But (laughs) Octavia and Nero didn't love each other. No, it was not. not a love match. It's been hinted that they, if they did consummate their marriage at any point, at this point, they had not. Yeah. Um, probably. Um, but they, you know, they also would have still been teenagers. He would have been like 16, 17. She would have been like 15, 14. So. 
Who fucking knows? Who fucking knows? <laughs> um, so anyway, the woman that Nero falls in love with is this freed woman named Acte. Yeah, Nero's in love. Yeah, this for the is first like time the in his life. First time ever. And the first time you fall in love. It's such like a strong, like Especially you know, for someone like him. Yeah, I feel like he was he would be one of those like really obsessive lovers. You yeah. know what I mean? Very possessive, obsessive. Um, I mean he's got a long line of family members that fall into the same category. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so he falls in love and Agrippina didn't appreciate it. Weird side note. Lots of people say that Acte looked a lot like Agrippina, and Nero would make jokes about that. Okay. Wow. Oh, that's bold. Yeah. That's very bold. Interesting. Obviously, Agrippina was not down for this shit. No. Look, emperors had mistresses all the fucking time, but But, they were usually noble mistresses. Yeah, they weren't slave women. Yeah. And I mean, it was a which I woman. love a good slave. Uh, wait, I don't. I don't love a good no, slave. woman. you love a good freed woman story, yeah. Yeah. or like a slave person like getting <laughs> revenge or redemption, or yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. We love a rags to riches story. Look yes, at, look at Roxelena. Yes, we love a rags to riches story. But from Agrippina's point of view, it was like, all right, I got you the most eligible bachelorette in the whole fucking empire. <laughs> And you're gonna throw that away for a, a slave woman, like bad idea, bro. Because <laughs> I mean, people would you could lose support over that. People would be yeah. like, "How dare he disrespect the daughter of an emperor like that?" Like you could He's really going after a peasant. Yeah, you could really easily like lose support. And what has Agrippina done her whole life? Made connections, gotten support, got people on her side. So she's just like, Nero. Are you really gonna do this shit? What is you doing, baby? (laughs) We know that's horrible and elitist with all that stuff, and obviously that's not our viewpoint of classes. But just try to put yourself in Agrippina's shoes. Yes. It was a different time. Obviously, ancient Rome. And so Nero was obviously not happy about his mama being like, don't sleep with that slave girl. I mean, when you were 18, if you were in love and your parents told you, I don't like that guy. Keep boning him. You would bone them harder. (laughs) You'd be like, oh, you don't like him? Well, I'm going to get their name tattooed on me. You know, like, because teenagers are crazy (laughs) and should never be emperors. It's the truth. Um... So yeah, if she, I think if Agrippina would have just let it run its course, it wouldn't have turned into the whole ordeal it turned into. Yeah. But she was not she, she she didn't realize she's still thinking, "Oh, I'm emperor behind a curtain." She didn't realize that, "Oh, fuck, this teenager's going to fucking outs me you know yeah and so Seneca and Burrus who are you know Nero's side man mm-hmm. um, they saw this rift and they totally threw their support behind the affair mm-hmm. and they were like who does she think she is telling you who do you, you should sleep with and who you should fuck or not And you're the fucking emperor man yeah. do what you want this acting girl she's pretty cute she's a sweet girl you should go for it and in return for them like being like yeah we like act a now act a is gonna like 
you know, even though she doesn't have a place of power, there's pillow talk. You know, you know, like oh. whenever they're like, you know, postcoital, she can be like, "You should totally pass that law that Beerus liked because it seems pretty good." And he's like, "Yeah, I should." Yeah, I'm gonna do. That. I'm gonna do that. Um, so there's a a rift that's growing between Agrippina the Younger and her son Nero, and the public was pretty aware of it. Yes, <laughs> first Nero fired Pallas. And this was a direct jab at Agrippina. There's no reports of him being a bad secretary. Like, there's no reports of him having any scandal. It was just straight up to be like, you don't tell me what to do, Mom. I'm firing your boy. I think they were lovers, right? We don't know. We don't know. Remember earlier we were like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, yeah. but I, I really do think they were lovers. Maybe. Um, Again, <laughs> Penis and vagina don't make that noise. <laughs> in my in my gay little mind, they do. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's like a wooden old door. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a bed. <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you can have yeah. sex on a door if you yeah. want. <laughs> don't tell me twice. You do you. <laughs> um, but no. So Nero like didn't actually have any beef with Palace. He just wanted to like show Agrippina like. I do what I fucking want, you know? This is my country, bitch. So, her major ally has been fired, but she has no reason to believe that she isn't still the main force of power, you know? Yeah, she still has confidence in herself. Yeah. Um, so, Nero was hosting this big state event for the ambassadors of Armenia. I think there was, like, either about to be a big war with Armenia or a big war with Armenia had just ended or they had just... Something big was going on with Armenia. Armenia! So it was a big fucking deal that the ambassadors were there. And he was, like, posted up on his little dais. You know, the one that Agrippina usually set up next to him Mm. on. Mm -hmm. And... You know, she did that with Claudius, too. Yeah, she sat on uh, a platform the same elevation as him, which was unprecedented. But she thinks, I'm going to keep doing this with Nero. Yeah, and then Nero, you know, looks over his right shoulder and sees her moseying on up. (laughs) Sees her coming up the dais. And he shoots this look at Seneca like, bitch, you better take care of this. And Seneca... Slides on in like a sneaky snake. Oh, sneaky and, snake. And he's like, hey, let's take a seat down over on that chair. Let me walk you to your seat over here. And, Not next to your son. And Agrippina's like, no, I'm going to sit in my normal spot. And Seneca's like, oh, honey. Oh, honey, no, you're not. I'm sorry. Oh, burn. I hate it because they should have given her that memo before. Yeah. So this unfolded in front of everybody. That would have pissed me That it would have been so embarrassing. Um, what I wish Agrippina would have done is go, okay, okay, I, I recognize the tides have turned against me, so I'm just going to ride this out. Remember after she got back from Starvation Island... How she, like, laid low in the country for a few years. Starving Marvin Island. I wish that she would have just, like, laid low, but she... She's too much of a loudmouth girl. <laughs> she, but she knows when to be quiet. Remember, she does. Remember when she, she got does. back from Starvation right. Island? And she, right. But she didn't think it had gotten to that point. She didn't realize how little power 
<clears throat> she actually had once Nero decided she wasn't going to have it anymore. Yeah, she lost a lot of power. <laughs> so, um, what she did is kind of like insinuate that she might back Claudius's son, Britannicus. Wait, what? Okay, okay, yeah. So, Britannicus is getting closer to the age of maturity, and I'm sure he did have some supporters. Um, and But this was still considered Nero's good years. Nobody wanted an uprising. Nobody wanted bloodshed. Nobody wanted civil war. And if Agrippina had said she was going to support Britannicus... I think she would have been a thousand percent bluffing. I agree. Because she was so about, she was so proud of the bloodline of Augustus, you know? There's no reason. Even though she had a bunch of her cousins killed off or whatever. But she wouldn't Um, have thrown it all away. No. um, I think if she had been like, oh, I'm going to support Britannicus, it would have been like either a bluff or it would have been like, hey, you don't know what you're doing. If you don't let, I've been in the game for a long time. If you don't let me help you, people are going to prefer Britannicus. I don't think she would have ever actually supported him. But it doesn't matter what she said or what she meant. Nero got it in his mind that Britannicus and Agrippina were a threat to him. So, a long story short, never attended Julio-Claudian Dinner party! No! <laughs> if a Julia Claudian family member invites you a dinner party, hard pass. <laughs> yes! Also, get back in your time machine and come home, because they don't got penicillin. Um, or toilet paper. Or, or news, TV news. <laughs> or CNN. <laughs> or cell phones. There's a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> Come back home. It's much better GPS. now. GPS. Oh, my God. Um, so here's the rest of the story. Nero invites the whole fam family to dinner. And there was Agrippina, Octavia, Britannicus, um, Octavia's other sister along with her husband. There's probably a bunch of, like, cousins and extended family and Yeah, so when we say here. family dinner, it was like an extended family dinner. There were... Family reunion! There was, there was a bunch of people there. And, um, Britannicus has a food taster because... Smart. Yeah. Because everybody getting killed because of poison. He knows, he knows, <laughs> he knows, he's a product of his time and he knows what's going on. And um, so they were serving, it was winter, so what they would do is they would serve their wine hot. And so um, his taster tasted his wine and then handed it to Britannicus, and Britannicus took a sip and goes, oh, this is too hot, add some cold water to it. They added some cold water to mellow out the temperature, but he didn't have his taster taste it again. And the cold water is what was poisoned. Sick burn. Um, Britannicus, Britannicus starts, like, convulsing and, like, gagging because, you know, poison. <laughs> and then people start to notice and then go to Nero. And then Nero's like, no, it's cool. He's just having a seizure. He has an epilepsy. Yeah, he's like, Don't oh, he's had, mind him. he's had epilepsy his whole life. And I, I, I don't. I don't know if he did or not. Um, I couldn't find anything to say one way or the other. It wouldn't surprise me because Claudius was never the picture of health. But would it surprise you that Nero was like, oh, don't worry about that. It's okay. He's dead. I don't know. how. I don't know. Well, no. 
They didn't realize he was dying. That's the thing. When people got up to be like, but what's Nero going did. on? Nero did. Nero knew what was going on. <laughs> Absolutely. The sources note that Agrippina sat there realizing what was happening, and it was obvious to anyone with eyes that she had no idea of this plot. Like, her look of, like, realization and absolute horror on her face as she watched her first cousin slash stepson die. Well, I mean, she had thrown her support behind him jokingly. Yeah. And then now, all of a sudden, he's dying. So she's like, oh, fuck, what have I done? Yeah. Basically. She's realizing also that she is 100% fucked yeah somebody signed your death warrant his name is nero yes (laughs) sad side note britannicus was only 15 years old he didn't even get his chariot license he only had his learner's permit (laughs) super sad side note Uh, you need to quit laughing because this is about to be brutal i don't know if this is true or not but it's a popular story that Nero had actually raped Britannicus the night before because it was considered more of a sin in their religion to kill a virgin. That's so horrible. So I don't I have no idea if that's true or if it's just like what? later on when Nero's popularity was so bad what? that they just like made that story up. That's but horrible. If, I mean, yeah. So, Why, oh my God. It's horrible. It's horrible either way, but if that's so, true. But I mean, at the same point, it's like... If I don't want to kill a virgin, I'm going to hire that guy a prostitute and be like, hey, you go sleep with this prostitute and y'all have a great time. I'm not going to rape him. (laughs) Like, that's a different. Well, I think it's also, it's also probably he was a control freak and, you know. Nero. (laughs) Yeah. And also Nero. (laughs) Joffrey. Yeah. (laughs) After this, Nero asked Agrippina to move out of the royal palace. But when we say asked... It was more of a demand. It was like, you should definitely move out of the royal palace. Did you see what I did to Britannicus? Um, And Agrippina didn't argue. She finally realized, oh, it's time to lay low. (laughs) Finally. Lay low. (laughs) She probably should have done this a little hot second ago. (laughs) So she was banished to a villa in a city called Messino. And... When I say banished, it's not like exile. It's not like she was like living in a hut in the woods. Her no. villa was gorge. She still had servants. She still had her lictors. She she was living, sitting pretty. Yeah, she wasn't living in like poverty or anything. Um, she would still come to Rome from time to time, and she was treated with respect by all the important folks. But everybody kind of knew. All right. the the sun has set on Agrippina's time of power. You know what I mean? Yeah, but even so, like, the common people still love oh, her. Oh, she was still, like, very much this, like, symbol of Rome's glory days. Nostalgia. Yeah. Like, she was Roman nostalgia. She was born while Augustus was still emperor. Her parents, remember, were... The JFK and Jackie O of their time. Yes. She was a positive influence on Claudius, and he was a sensible emperor. She was like Rome's sweetheart. I think Agrippina had some little birdies and some little spies and some little people out there. I mean, in it's Rome, ancient. like keeping tabs. Yeah, because she always, she still always knew what was going on. Yeah, yeah. Even though she was not near Rome. 
No, but she had to keep tabs on fucking crazy ass Nero. Yeah. I mean, how could you not? I mean, he's trying to like wait for any chance to like move back in on her, like Yeah. So Nero asks his buddies, Burris and Seneca, what to do. She he's like, She's already exiled from court, but I know she's still trying to keep tabs on me. How do I get this woman to just like let me be? Let's spook her. Let's scare her. Let's take away her lictors. That'll scare her, which is fucked up, because of course that's scary. Because she has no guards now. Yeah. <laughs> and they would send people to her villa to bully her. Like uh, Suetonius <laughs> writes that Nero paid men to, quote, to pass her house by land and sea, break her rest with abuse and mockery. So is that just, I'm just imagining guys in boats, like, passing her villa, just being like, you smell bad! <laughs> Slut! <laughs> You ugly. You are so right. That is <laughs> like, like what the fuck is uh, that? Like what? I don't even. Uh, <laughs> your mom goes to college. Slut, slut. Come suck my dick, slut. Like so. I I wish Suetonius like. <laughs> Elaborated on on what these uh, what these mockeries what these were boat bullies were all about uh, boat bullies I don't I don't know slut slut I'm starting to think uh, Nero's not like a super nice guy no <laughs> maybe not so Agrippina gets word that Nero wants to divorce Octavia and she's like cool okay I, I mean. I've low enough, long enough. I think she kind of feels like maybe I can influence this quietly. Yeah, because this shit is not fucking cool. Because I do think that, I mean, we have no record of her relationship with Octavia, but she was her first cousin. She was her stepdaughter. She was her daughter-in-law. All of these, they're, they, I just, I feel like, how protective she was of Nero's marriage to her is indicative of that they formed some kind of bond. But also their families all interrelated. No, so. yeah. <laughs> but no, I just think I think that she felt like a motherly love for Octavia. Yeah. Maybe maybe not. Maybe I'm just creating my own narrative here, but that's just always kind of how I felt. But Octavia was loved by the public. And yeah. honestly, she was like the ideal Roman woman. Yeah. She was well-spoken, had the right amount of education, mm-hmm. but with like no desire to be a power grabber. Yeah, she wasn't to, ambitious like, like Agrippina. No. And but she was super popular. Yeah, but Nero is in love with this chick, Popea. Unlike Acte, Popea was from a noble family and well-connected. So it looked like Nero was going to be able to put Octavia aside this time. And Agrippina's like, nope. Nope, nope. Uh, Whole lot of nope. Uh, I'm going to sit quietly back, but by this time, I'm um, going to... Mm-mm. Pull some bullshit and mm-hmm. send it your way. Mm-hmm. You are ruining all of the hard work I did to make you emperor. You're ruining the connections I've made for you. I mean, it's true. So she made it public that she was siding with Octavia and that she had no intention of letting Nero divorce her. And this was, how do you say, a mistake. 
Mistaki. Mistaki. I think that's how you pronounce it. I think it's Mistaki. I've been drinking a lot of Mistaki. <laughs> so uh, Nira decides, hey, guess what? It's time to kill my mother. Um, the sources go both ways with how involved Seneca and Burris were. Um, but I kind of agree that they were probably like a little bit like like they, uh, bro, are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, like they hadn't been thing. Agrippina's supporters for a couple of years, but both of them owed a huge debt to her. So I think they would have felt a bit like, oh, karma's gonna come back and bite me in the ass if I okay this. Uh, she did a lot for me. But I mean, what are you gonna do? Say no to Nero? Yeah, right. You're going to be one of those bitches, like, posted up on an island in desert no land. Yeah. <laughs> um, But, so Nero was determined, and you don't argue with the emperor, you know? Nope. So. But how do we kill her? <laughs> she is, oh. she's been, she's been taking poison for years. Yeah. So she's, like, been planning for this for so years. She's been, you know, building up her tolerance to poison. So he's, and he knew that. So he was like, okay, she's not going to be as easy to kill as Britannicus. So maybe I get an assassin. A-S-S-S-A-N-N-S. I don't know. What? Assassins. Were you trying to, like, make a cheerleader? Yes. I can't spell assassins. Every time I wrote it in this outline, the little red squiggly line comes up. It's ass ass ins. Oh, okay. Thanks, Nathan. I'm totally gonna know how to spell assassins now. Ass ass ins. Ass 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 ins. That's how I pass my spelling classes. Say that sentence again, Nathan. You sounded so sober. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna send out some assassins. Ass assins. But like the people that worked for Agrippina were like her ride or die. Like, yeah. There was nobody in her employ that her was homies. like gonna let gonna be bribed into like letting an assassin in because it was ancient Rome and that was pretty often like I want to have this guy assassinated, pay off one of her handmaidens or whatever, and like let the assassin in. But her her homies, her employees, they were like absolutely not. That is not going down. Yeah, the military was still, like, fucking loyal to her. Oh, yeah. Like, there were people that Nero went up to and was like, I'll pay you a million sandals or whatever, to whatever their currency <laughs> was. I'll pay you a million togas and 15 sandals, like, whatever. A go million seashells. All the seashells. <laughs> um, go kill my mother. And they're like, the, the military would be like, the daughter of Germanicus? Oh, fuck no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, not that bad, Juju. I'm not burning in Hades. <laughs> Do not think so. So for like six months, she just, because she, she knew. She knew he was out for blood. Yeah. That's why she was like, she decided to lay low. Um, can you imagine living that way for six months? Knowing, like, every son's gonna try to kill you every day. You wake up just being like, Is this the day he finally figures a way to kill me? To kill me? Is this the day he just like murders my whole staff and makes their way to me? Like, not a way to live, not a way to live. So, in the early spring of 59, Euro extends an olive branch, or so it seems, and he invites her to a 
feast for the summer or excuse me spring equinox um it was called the festival for the goddess minerva and minerva was like um you know athena in yes. greek yes. Uh, mythology same thing so the goddess of like hunting and war and stuff harvest yeah yeah, yeah. um and of course Agrippina is pumped at this invitation. She's like, oh my god, the tide's turning my way, finally. She's like, I knew if I just laid low, this would come back. And she's like, this is this is great. And so Nero's villa, where he was having the party on, um, was on like this little coastal city in Naples called Baia. And to get from Messino to Baia, it was easier to take a boat than to travel by land. So Agrippina arrives, and Nero is, like, so fucking excited to see her. He places her at the seat of honor, like, at the head of the table, elevated above everyone. He makes sure that she's talking to all the right people and feeling just, like, super special. And she's probably feeling super special. Yeah, it feels it like works. this is, like, her party. This is the bell of the ball. Everybody like, is loving on me, and I'm loving them for loving me. Exactly. Because <laughs> none of us got enough love in our childhood. No. And that showbiz. story. Kid. <laughs> Sorry, that's from Chicago. Yeah. Um, Suetonia says that Nero kissed her breasts when he greeted her i'm just gonna i'm just gonna think that like this is like this is a way of greeting somebody that we no longer do because of sexual assault and everything and that was just normal back then i don't think that's normal anyway let me kiss your boobies hi nice to meet you kiss your boobies that would be that's just a weird the gist of it is Nero is showing lots of love to Agrippina. Obviously. <laughs> I wonder. I I wonder if she got suspicious or was just like overcome with love and joy. On I really hope for my own emotions because I've been fragile lately. I hope <laughs> that she knew something was up. Yeah. Because if she was just overcome with love and joy that makes everything that's about to happen so much sadder. Yeah. Do you tragic. agree? It, it yes. Does. And she may have not. She may have not known what was coming up. She may and have just been like, oh my God, my She's son. too smart to not. Yeah. Not, so. Yeah. I think she didn't know. We, we say she, she's too smart. Like we think, we think, no, she's super smart. So she would have been suspicious that something was going on. But then again, she got also, sent away to an island. It's her son. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like people are irrational when it comes to their children sometimes. Yep. Amen. So that. it's time for Agrippina to go home. And Nero is like, hey, mom, someone crashed in, crashed their boat into your boat. And your boat is like totally totaled or whatever. Um, but it's okay. Because I have plenty of boats you can use to get home. You got boats, bitch. And I feel like Agrippina would have was probably like it doesn't say this anywhere in the sources, but if it was me, I would have been like, why don't I just stay the night here until tomorrow and we can fix my because boat or whatever? Right He's like, just take my fucking boat, mom. And so she's like, okay, okay, I'll take your fucking boat. Um, because it's nighttime. She's like, okay, great, thanks, thanks for dinner. Let's get together soon. Bye. More bro- more boob kissing, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so she's sailing home. It's nighttime. And the most fucking ridiculous plot ever. It, it feels... It reads like a Charlie Chaplin silent film. It does. Slapstick. It does. A, like, Three Stooges. 
does. Bullshit. It does. I, this whole scene, I kept thinking SNL sketch. I, I, I can see it because, like, Aggie's, like, passed out, drinking her wine, having a good time, just passed out on the couch. And then all of a sudden, the boat just collapses. The boat, what, the boat that Nero put her on was built to collapse, like, as soon as it got off of shore, which is ridiculous. I want to suggest this as an SNL sketch, but I feel like it's not topical. <laughs> like, so anyway, yeah, so they're riding along on the boat. The ceiling that was above the couch where you would ride on just collapses, and then the whole boat just starts sinking. Um, but And so Agrippina immediately, I don't think she thought, I don't care how drunk she was, I don't think she thought for a second that this was an accident. No, she knew it was She surreal. knew right away. She was like, as soon as the boat started to clap, she was like, My fucking, fucking son. That fucking son Nero. of a bitch. That son of a me. <laughs> that son of a me. <laughs> um, but Agrippina could swim. Bitch can swim. The thing about that, like right like, here in America, I feel like most of us took swimming lessons as a kid. Yeah. So it's not... In Rome, that wasn't a common trait. People didn't know how to swim. Not no. everybody. Rome was notorious for not... For um, declaring war on the sea and collecting seashells. <laughs> well, if you think about it, so... Um, the Empire of Rome has been around for hundreds of years at this point. But they didn't take... The British Isles, like what we know as the UK, until the time of Claudius. Because they only took lands that they could get to by land. Mm -hmm. Because they... The sea is the devil. The sea is the devil. Let's let's, uh, declare war on Neptune. (laughs) Absolutely. So they kind of had a fear of the sea. Um my theory is that maybe when she was on Starvation Island, she didn't have shit to do. So she was like, I'm going to learn to swim. I don't know. I, don't I, would, know. I would do that. Right? I don't know how Agrippina happened to know how to swim. But the important thing is... She can fucking swim. She can swim. <laughs> um, but yeah, so one of her uh, like servants, her ladies, like start is doesn't know how to swim. So she starts screaming, like, I'm Agrippina, I'm the Empress, I'm Agrippina, save me. And these two guys come up on a little dinghy and beat her to death with their oars. And so that, if Agrippina had any doubt in her mind at that point, it was... Don't. Gone. She knew. Bloop. So she swam to shore. Bloop. (laughs) (laughs) And she makes her way home. And she just gets home and goes... So what? What? I mean, I feel like I feel like she just makes her way home, slumps her shoulders, lets out a big breath, and just goes, "Okay, it, this is it. This is it. What? What are you going to do? What are your options? I mean, she could raise her own army. She could try to escape, but like her son wants her dead. Her son is the emperor, and when the emperor wants you dead, you're gonna." die yeah and so she's she's just like and that's the person that she's like killed so many other people for and that she's done all this other shit for 
the majority of her life, she has spent making sure that he becomes emperor, that he's well-connected and has trusted advisors. And now she's going to die. Yeah. For loving too much. Crazy. So Agrippina decides, you know, bitch, I'm just going to accept this. I'm I'm going to swallow my jagged little pill. And, I mean, I'm not going to run away from this shit. This is just going to happen. And then the assassins show up. Some say it was one... Some say it was a few, but it doesn't really matter. No. Agrippina wasn't going to fight them. Um, according to Cassius Dio, Agrippina laid herself out on her couch, lifted up her toga to show her stomach, and said the most badass last words in the world, smite my womb. Yeah. Smite my fucking womb, which means, yes. which means... Stab me in the stomach. That's how I want to die. I want you to stab me in the uterus. Yes, queen. Because I brought this motherfucker. I love it. Smite my womb. (laughs) And that's what they obliged. Yeah, they stabbed her in the uterus. On March 23rd, 59 AD, one of the most badass women Rome had ever known was killed. And, of course, Nero refused her fucking funeral. You know that um, in episode two, we talked about how she made him that golden bracelet out of the snakeskin? The snakeskin, He yeah. threw it away. And, but it's, Petty bitch. It said for the rest of his life, because he, he would always fiddle with it, for the rest of his life he would go to reach for it when he was thinking about something. And it wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> and you could tell that he regretted his decision. Um... Nero's popularity, in case you weren't aware, deteriorated pretty swiftly after Agrippina's death. Bravo, Rome. Bravo. Um, <laughs> her time alive are called his five good years. And um, again, if you don't know anything about history, Nero does not go down in history as a good guy. No, no, no. Nope. No. And so we're not here to give you a history lesson, but just take that away. Yeah. <laughs> so let's give her her legacy. Um, well, first of all, she haunted Nero, apparently. She haunted him for the rest of his life. Good for her. She had a badass mama. Yeah. And she got it from her mama. Um. And she raised some strong men. The people who wrote down the stories of Agrippina's life a generation later write her like an unnatural, horrible woman. They wrote her as like this cautionary tale to tell women, don't try to be powerful, just be in your place. But do it. Try to be powerful. There has been a rehab of her reputation um, in the last like just 15 years, which I think is amazing because she was no, was she brutal? Was she ruthless? Yes. Was every single man of her time the same way? Yes, and they wish they were as badass as her. So, (laughs) she was remarkable. We have loved spending these last three, nearly five episodes with you, Agrippina. (laughs) To you and your mama, cheers. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, if you want to hear something, just email us at queenshistorypodcast at gmail.com. And follow us on social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We have a really great Facebook discussion group. We'd love to see you over there, too. And if you're so inclined, we do have a Patreon account if you need more Queen's content in your life. Yes, yes. (laughs) Thanks for listening, bitches. Cheers, bitches! 
Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now.